All right, welcome to a Thursday night edition of the Land of Three podcast. This is your host, Sam Carlson, coming to you from Chicago, joined in Chicago by Dylan Tito and also in St. Louis by Travis Warinsky. Just a three-man pod tonight, guys. How you doing? Doing good tonight, Sam. It's uh, some exciting stuff. Obviously, we're in Chicago, so it's, uh, it's a little bit of Blackhawk season. We got the Bulls getting ready to come into the playoffs, but um, good time. Good time to be alive. Let's get this going. Absolutely, and I also got to go to a Cubs game today, so first of the season. That was nice. But, yeah, so today it's Thursday night, as I already mentioned. We're going to be looking at the, uh, the playoff matchups. The playoffs start Saturday, so we're just going to be going through some of the first-round matchups and giving our picks throughout the whole playoffs how we think everything's going to play out. So uh, just getting started, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. And the 1-8 seed, we've got the Boston Celtics, who uh, – surged at the end as the Cavaliers tailed off to take that one spot and the Bulls who hung on last night against the uh, Brooklyn Nets sitting a lot of players to hold on to that eight spot so uh, I'll start with you Trav what uh, what do you think the uh, prognosis of this series is as much as I dislike the Bulls making the playoffs and trying to make a I don't know whatever run they they're trying to do I do think they they give Boston a few uh a few issues. Um, and I think, I think it could be, end up being a six game series eventually of Boston winning, but I would like to see the matchup of Isaiah Thomas and Jimmy Butler to see what the bulls do with that. And if it's close down the stretch, can Jimmy uh, shut down Isaiah Thomas and squeeze out a few more bulls wins? I think it's going to be a tighter series than everyone thinks, but ultimately I have Boston winning this one. So you got Boston in six, Boston in six. All right, Dylan, what about you? I think, uh, this is my prediction, I think come fourth quarter, obviously you guys know they, they split the season series 2-2. So I think come fourth quarter, they put Jimmy on Isaiah. His fourth quarter average drops dramatically. I got the Bulls in seven. Wow. Oh, my. Listen, I think they're going to come out. You got the experience from Wade. They're going to throw Jimmy on Isaiah going to make a big impact. Rondo's going to play well, and I know a lot of things have to come together, but Miritich is the X factor or Bobby. One of them will come alive. I got Bulls in seven. All right. I guess me and you, Dylan, are a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum. As much as I want my Bulls homer to come out, I'm taking the Celtics in five, but I definitely think it's a more interesting five-game series. I mean, the matchup, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a you have two teams that play very different styles. Uh, Bulls are one of the slower-paced, better-rebounding teams in the NBA, and the Celtics are one of the worst-rebounding teams in the NBA. But at the end of the day, I just don't think that the Bulls have really worked out a chemistry uh, for success. I mean, uh, uh, I know that uh, Rondo's played better as of late, but I think it was pretty clear that they played a lot better when Wade went out of the lineup. He's not been a very efficient offensive player this year, and I know playoff Dwayne Wade is different than regular season Dwayne Wade, but I think really the only constant in that Chicago lineup is Jimmy. Beyond that, you don't know who you're getting from what you're getting from anybody. So I think the Celtics have the firepower to just take him down in five-game series. Moving on, so the next series matchup is the two-seed Cavaliers. Again, slid from one to two with some poor play down the stretch and the seventh seed, Indiana Pacers. Trev, what do you got here? As much as Cleveland's been struggling down the stretch, you kind of almost think maybe it's LeBron just trying to 
you know, cause a little bit more drama at the end of the season. So I wouldn't read too much into it. I still have Cleveland winning this series in six. I do love the Paul George, uh, LeBron James matchup we're going to get for, for a potential of six games. So that much firepower on, on both sides. I like Indiana grinding out a few games um, at home, but ultimately I, I see Cleveland coming out on top. All right, Dylan. Uh, I definitely have Cleveland. I'll go Cleveland in, you know, as much as Indiana's a terror, I, I'm going to go Cleveland in five. Yeah, and I'll echo that as well. And Ultimately, when I look at some of these series that I think about giving six games to, I just think of the, the general uh, sort of theorem that, you know, seven-game series follow is generally the home two handles their business or the high seed handles their two business games at home. And then generally the low seed gets one of two back on the road and then the high seed is ready to just come home and close it out at home in game five so another another series where i see the high seed taking it in five i am very interested in that uh young trees uh king james matchup they've had some good shootouts throughout the regular season and in playoffs in the past and uh the other thing is do, do you guys see lance stevenson playing a pretty big factor in this series trying to go to his old tactics and get LeBron's head, or do you think he's going to be reserved? Sam, let's not even give this story a whole lot of credit. Let's just keep moving on past it. There's no need to discuss Lance Stevenson. Hey, man, the guy's been back for, what, three weeks, and he's already started a brawl with the Toronto Raptors? I mean, this guy's out He's out for blood. Can't give him any more airtime than he's getting right now, so let's, let's go on to this Toronto series. All right, all right. So that's right. It's three versus six. Got the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, they've uh, got Lowry back for the last few games, made some additions on the trade deadline, uh, and they are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. And obviously, I've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who just uh, closed out the regular season as uh, team leader in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. So, Trev, what do you, what do you got in this series? Well, you're a brave man for trying to pronounce his last name, but <laughs> I am beyond excited to see Giannis in his first playoff series as their go-to guy, as an all-star, as one of the best players in the league. To see him on finally in a spotlight, um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to see how he does under pressure. So I'm very excited to see this Milwaukee team. Again, it hurts that Jabari Parker's out. Would have loved to see him. But I think ultimately Toronto comes out in six in this series. As much as I love Giannis, uh, I just don't think his supporting cast is where it needs to be in a playoff series. Um, but it will be interesting to see how Lowry had a few games in the regular season. He came back, but you know, ultimately I think DeRozan and Lowry take care of take care of Milwaukee in six. Still, give give them to me in five. I think they take care of Milwaukee in five. Yeah, I keep coming back to that same theory. Uh, I'm taking Toronto in five. It will be interesting to me, though, because this Toronto team really hasn't had that much time to sort of iron out their new uh, their new lineup and chemistry and everything like that. And Abaka's come in and played well, and uh, P.J. Tucker looks like a hoss and a battler. That's uh, going to be a really good pickup from the get-go. But I could, you know, with their playoff struggles in the past, see a little bit of a shaky start, and I could see it going six, but, you know, following that same... You know, theorem. I'm just going to stick with Toronto in five. 
they they ended up they ended up screwing themselves. They should have went for the four seed with that flip flop at the end. The Wizards locked out. They got exactly what they want. They match up with the Hawks, uh, and and then they got to go against the Celtics. So they have the perfect route right now. Uh, and on, yeah, on. but do you, I I agree with you in some degree, but I think you know the just Bud and the Hawks. They just I mean obviously they haven't had a ton of success because they keep running into the Cavs in the playoffs, but. I think Toronto might have a little bit of an easier series just because they're facing the Bucks, who, you know, really the last time they made the playoffs, Giannis tried to kill Mike Dunleavy, and the Bulls took care of that series pretty darn easily. So, um, no matter what, you're insane. No matter what, you want to see Boston over the, over Cleveland, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. That's true. All right. So moving on to the uh, the four or five matchup, we already talked about it a little bit, but it's. Washington, Atlanta, Trev, how do you see that series going? Washington and seven. I, I don't really have anything else to say about this series. All right. Dylan? Uh, I, I'm really, I really like Washington. I'll take them in six. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow suit with Trav and actually say Washington and seven, and it just sort of goes back to you know, echoing the same thing I just said. I think Bud Nolzer is an awesome coach, and they've had that playoff experience in the past. Uh, I, you know, Millsap, I think, is a gamer. I think Dwight's going to be out to prove something. But at the end of the day, I do not see Dennis Schroeder having a chance of sticking with John Wall. So uh, Washington and seven as well. All right, so we picked our first round. Uh, now let's just move through where we see the rest of the Eastern Conference going. Trav, what do you see happening from there? Ultimately, I have Washington beating Boston, uh, Cleveland taking down Toronto, then setting up uh, Cleveland-Washington conference finals where I have Cleveland winning that one. Dylan? So I'm pretty similar, but I'm actually going to go – I'm going to go with the Wizards over the Bulls, and then I'm going to take Cleveland over Toronto, and then I'm going to take Cleveland over Washington in seven. Yep. And I'm following the same suit with what Trav picked. One thing I will add in there is a wrinkle is I think that Toronto – Cleveland second round series is going to be an absolute battle. I think it, it's going to go seven, and I think I think uh, that Washington Boston is going to go seven as well. And honestly, I could even see the conference finals between Cleveland and Washington going seven. So I think it's going to be a lot more entertaining than what the Cavs uh, dealt with last year getting to the finals. Yeah, I couldn't agree but, more. I think I think that Toronto Cleveland series is going to go seven. I really like what Washington's doing right now too. I think they're going to give Cleveland a lot of fits as well. I could see that going seven. And maybe my favorite thing about the second round and, and conference finals in the Eastern conference this year, and kind of fingers crossed, but you know, all the old heads are always talking about how they're these players these days are just too friendly with one another. They don't really have that competitive spirit. They don't, they don't want to get after each other and hate each other when they lose. I think these matchups are going to be dirty. Like I think Boston and Washington, they're going to be gunning for one another I think, you know, whoever of that series moves on, if the Cavs do as well, especially if it's Boston, they're just going to be trying to kill the Cavaliers. I mean, hard fouls at the rim, just physical play all over, trying to get in each other's heads. So I'm really looking forward to that for sure. All right, so moving on to the Western Conference, starting over with the 1-8 matchup. Obviously, we've got the Warriors putting together another fantastic season. Finally got the whole team healthy again at the one seed. And then we have the Trailblazers, edging out the Nuggets to hang on to that eight seed, a second year for them in the playoffs. Uh, recently, Damian Lillard was asked, is he going to take six or seven games for them to beat the Warriors? And he confidently said six. So uh, do you agree with that, Trevor? or do you see it going a different way? 
You know, you love the confidence in a player, but he's just very, very wrong. Golden State's walking in with uh, what seems to be healthy, Durant, Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green. There's there's just not enough player power on this Portland team, and especially with the injury to Nurkic. I think that really that really hurts them if he can't come back. Damon Lillard and CJ McCollum better walk in with a lot of confidence until just to try and steal one game in, in Portland. They're both going to have to go for 35-40 in those games to win. But ultimately, I think Golden State sweeps the series. All right, Dylan, what's your call? I got Golden State, obviously. I think if Nurkic was fully healthy, I think Portland would have a shot at one, but I'll, I'm going to go with the sweep. All right, two sweeps. I will actually give the, the Blazers one game. I'm going to say it last five, just because you already touched on it, Travis, that if those two guards get hot for Portland, they can score with any team. And, you know, the, the motor center out in Portland can get pretty crazy when, when those guys are rolling. So I think, you know, game three, maybe game four they take, but uh, obviously the Warriors close it out in five then. So uh, moving on to the second round matchup, got the, uh, the Spurs locked up the two seed, uh, like clockwork, just very consistent. These, these guys are always in the top four seeds. And then we've got Memphis, who also always seems to be in that mix at the seventh seed. So, Trav, throwing it over to you, what, uh, what, how do you see this series going? I don't think there's a better series to put on NBA TV than this series. <laughs> I got San Antonio winning in five. I just don't like the way Memphis is playing, coming to the playoffs. And there's just, it's just not a lot of excitement coming out of this series. Not a ton. So you said, you said San Antonio in five? San Antonio in five, yeah. Dylan? San Antonio in four. Yeah, sweep. Yeah, I'm going to go with the sweep as well. I mean, it's nice to, you know, the same series that happened last year, it's nice to see that Memphis at least has their best players healthy heading into it this year, where last year they were throwing out a squad of guys that should not have been a playoff team. So it was pretty much a cakewalk sweep for the Spurs. But this time, you know, if there's a such thing as a competitive sweep, that's what I'll call it. I think the Spurs are going to roll in this one. The, uh, the 3-6 series, this is a series I know a lot of us have been really looking forward to. You know, two probably leading MVP candidates, although can't say that with too much confidence at this point. But uh, we got the Rockets in the three seed with James Harden leading his team. And then we've got the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder in the six with Westbrook putting up insane numbers. Do you see the, uh, the Thunder having a chance to pull off the upset here, Trev? You know, I, how perfect did the NBA set this, this series up? Probably the two most debated players the entire season actually come down, play head-to-head, and we can actually determine who the true MVP is out of this group. I think the series goes seven. Ultimately, I have Houston winning. I think James Harden will prevail. prevail in this Trav doesn't and, have the balls. Okay, see you <laughs> seven. Wow. Coming at you, Trav. Cut a guy no, no, off when he's trying to trying to make his point, but <laughs> well, t- t- say again then, Trev. Why do you have a, why do you have Houston? What, what do you think their strengths are for closing that out in seven? I just think they have a, a little bit more shooting around James Harden, who can space the floor um, and let him get to his spots where he where he wants at the end of the game. I just think he's a, a better. I think he's the better player right now. Uh, I think he ends up taking down Russ, but. This is going to be an awesome series. Yeah. 
And, and Dylan, why do you say OKC in seven? You said it with some confidence there. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I got it. Sammy, you're going to hate this, but there's just a special aura going on around Russ right now. Got the triple-double during the year, and, uh, and I think he's going to come up and shut a lot of people up, get past Houston, and, and, and go from there. I, this, is, this, is my pick of the, this is my pick of the playoffs. OKC is going to beat Houston. They're going to take it to seven, but OKC is going to get out, and he's going to shock some people, and then who knows what will happen in the next round. Okay, so I could not disagree more, and this is probably something that we could argue with for a while. I think Houston is going to roll in five. I think everybody's going to get really, really excited for the individual matchup between Harden and Westbrook and put past the fact that it's a team game. Harden makes his team better. I think the only chance OKC has of even staying in this series is bully ball. They do lead the NBA in rebounds if they can really slow down the pace then they've got somewhat of a chance. But honestly, I don't see Billy Donovan and Westbrook and that crew putting together a game plan for them to do that. Uh, Houston's one of the league leaders in assists per game. I think they're going to get the ball running. I think they're going to get the ball moving. And I think the series is going to be, be, be over before it started. So I'm going to take Houston in five. Okay, I'd like to hear more. I'd like to hear more about Russell Westbrook's aura, though. <laughs> aura Listen... Matter. There's something special going on about it. Is it something only you can see, like some angels in the outfield shit or what? That's exactly what it is. I just think he's going to pull it out because he has so many people to shut up. And there, there's going to be an upset in the first round. And, and my, my two upset picks are OKC and the Bulls. We'll see if one of them Trev, goes Trev, if you're going to if you're going to pull a movie reference, at least use a basketball one, like like the Sixth Man with Damon Wayans or something like that. Yeah. Ah, that was set up so perfectly for me. <laughs> no, but I just think at the end of the day, it's, Harden makes his teammates better. Westbrook doesn't. So as much as I don't want to take away from the incredible season Westbrook's had, the guy might average a triple-double yes, through the do. playoffs as well. Yes, yes, you, yes, you do. No, I don't. What are you talking about? Why did he lose 10, 10 more games than than the Rockets did this year? No, no, I said you do want to take away from Westbrook's season. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I guess I do a little bit. You're right. You're you're right. I do just because I think winning is more important than individual stats and sniping rebounds from your big men and hunting assists. But I could go on all day on that. Let's move on to the next one. Probably uh, one of the more hotly contested of who might win the series is the four or five matchup. Clippers are the four seed. The Jazz are the five seed. Both ended with the exact same record. Coincidentally, the exact same record that the Cavaliers, who are the two seed in the East, ended with. Um, but because of the head-to-head matchup, the Clippers have home court advantage. So is that enough of an advantage for uh, the series to tip the Clippers' way, Trev? This is such a huge series for the Jazz. They have a lot riding on this. I think Gordon Hayward, his future is lingering. I think a lot has to do with this series. If they can move forward, I really think, Utah is going to come out in seven and upset. I really don't think the home home court advantage is going to tip tip the series either way. I still have Utah winning this. All right, before I even throw it over to Dylan, Trev, the, the uh, probably conventional wisdom for a lot more uh, NBA fans, casual NBA fans, would say there's a lot more riding on this series for the Clippers team to to force their hand to break things up. Why do you why do you say that there's maybe more riding on it for the Jazz? I think this Clippers team is going to be blown up after the season regardless. They're not going to get past Golden State. But what Utah has right now, they have so many very good to good players on this team. They're like your prototypical 
perfect team set up to beat a team with superstars. Can this? Can they be a Detroit Pistons of you know the mid two thousands with the way they're set up right now, or do in fact, or do you in fact need a superstar? So I think from you know from my perspective, this is such a huge series for them because if Hayward leaves, then the whole experiment essentially is blown up. So the idea is, even if the Clippers win the first round, their loss in the second round will invariably blow them up. But the Jazz being a little bit younger, first time in the playoffs in a while, that a first-round win might convince that team to stay together for a little longer. Yeah, I think you just got to give the Jazz just like a glimpse of hope and just maybe they can come back next year and get Hill for another year or two and, you know, try and beat these injuries so you can actually see the full product. You just got to give them a, a little bit of hope, and I think this – the first round series win would, would, would do that. Awesome. Got a little sidetracked there, but Trev takes the jazz in seven. Dylan, what do you got? God, I was going to say the home court advantage. <laughs> it better be enough for the Clippers to get by or else it's going to be, I mean, it's a catastrophe, but I guess Trav's right. He, he actually swayed me. It's going to get blown up in LA regardless. And uh, the jazz have something special going. So if they can get the win and then if they can get the win and get two wins out of golden state, it's a good sign for things going in Salt Lake City. Oof. Two wins in Golden State's not an easy thing to say, but yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to the Clippers just because of the home court advantage. Honestly, I think this is a coin flip of a series that um, you know if the if the Jazz had home court, I'd probably take them in seven. I think this is one series more than any other. As much as I don't want it to be, might be impacted by injuries. We've seen the Clippers have just been glass in the playoffs. Uh, recently with their injuries and um, the Jazz this year, man. It's just like Trav was saying, it seems like they're building something good, but I think they've had their fully healthy starting lineup on the floor 12 games this year, and they're like 10-2. and two. But, uh, but just the lack of continuity and lack of time of that team playing together to build that, I, I think the Clippers are going to hang on and win it in seven. So, um, but, but moving on from there, Trav, how do you see the rest of the Western side playing out? Yeah, Golden State beating Utah, uh, San Antonio beating Houston in seven, and sets up the Golden State-San Antonio. I actually, I'm going with San Antonio in seven in this series. Wow. The I big like upset. it. I like, I like it. I like Kawhi. San Antonio in like seven. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it. So you see the, the, the Spurs going into Golden State in game seven and getting that win? I don't know. I just think Kawhi Leonard's gonna gonna be that player, and Lamarcus Aldridge are, will pose pose a lot of problems for them down low. So I think if they can slow it down a little bit and you know start really put putting Aldridge into the offense, I think that's gonna gonna cause some issues. Yeah, I think that's the strategy for every team that's gonna play Golden State. Maybe aside from Houston, it's just slow that damn game down as much as possible. Uh, Dylan, what what do you see happening on the West Side? All right, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with San Antonio um, to get past uh, the next round, and then I'm gonna take obviously I'm gonna take Golden State to make it as well. And then as much as I want to take San Antonio to get out of there, I you know I gotta lean Golden State. I think uh, it'll be a rematch of the Cavs, Golden State in the finals. All right, I'm following pretty much that same path. Obviously, I have the Clippers winning that uh, that Utah four five matchup. I've got Golden State beating the Clippers in five. You know, we've seen that series play out before, and those teams, that's not a very good matchup for L.A. Um, I actually have Houston pulling the upset in seven over San Antonio. Um, I, I just think 
that team, the amount of threes they shoot and how hot they can get can beat pretty much any team four times. So, you know, it's going to take a little bit of luck, a little bit of hot shooting. And here, you know, Pop is good for a good scheme to maybe limit their three-point shooting. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Houston. And then I think I'm going to also, you know, take Golden State. All three series they play on the west side, they're going to win in five games. So Golden State over Houston in five. Moving on to the finals, Trav, you've got your San Antonio-Cleveland matchup. Who you got winning? Can't bet against LeBron James. He's he's going to carry him again, and they're going to win back-to-back titles, and he's going to solidify himself as the best player ever. All right, LeBron. Dylan? Yeah, so I got the Cavs and, and the Warriors matched up, and, and I guess I got to lean with LeBron. I think he's going to kick the absolute piss out of the Warriors, and I'm going to be in Mark's here when he does it. Wow. You're just coming hard. Yeah. And I also have obviously Golden State Cleveland. Again, I'm going to veer the opposite direction in this one. I think they will find their their legs and their stride, Golden State that is, by uh, by the finals. Again, I'm going back to the series that Cleveland is facing prior to the finals. Last year, they essentially got a cakewalk to the finals while the Warriors had to battle OKC. And the Warriors still had them on the ropes until Draymond went kicking people. So this year, Cleveland having to play a lot more difficult series. I think they're going to be gasping for air. And I think Golden State's going to just knock them out pretty quickly. So I'm taking Golden State in five. I think it's the most talented team that's ever been put together. Maybe not the best, but the most talented team that's ever been put together. And I think they just have too much firepower for anybody else to touch. They said the same thing last year, and I loved every minute of it. It was great. <laughs> all right, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun finals. I know, I know. Travis has uh, got all our picks written down somewhere, and he's gonna pull them back out as the as the playoffs move along to see which of us are most correct. But yeah, I, I do think Dylan, it's gonna be a fun playoffs. Hopefully, the Eastern Conference can match what the Western Conference was last year. But God, let's not forget that OKC Golden State series last year. Oh, man, in my heart of hearts, I, I thought OKC was going to win that series two different times. And then, obviously, the drama that we went through for the finals got a lot to live up to this year. Sam, if you, if you think – if San Antonio gets past Houston, do you think they have a legitimate chance of upsetting OKC? I uh, – not OKC, you're saying uh, Golden State. Oh, uh, but, sorry. Do you think they have a legitimate chance of upsetting Golden State? I don't. I, I honestly don't think anybody can touch Golden State. I think when you have that much talent, and I respect Steve Kerr and the system he's put in place as a coach, like you just that team, Trav, has got way too much talent. They have got four play. Let's just let's just go out on a limb and say Kawhi is the best player in that series. Your next four picks are all Golden State Warriors before you even touch a spur with a ten foot pull. You just I can't. You know you can't really. You can't scheme against that. It doesn't matter how brilliant Popovich is. You could take away this, you could take away that, but then they've got two other ways to beat you, and that's just too much to handle. It does sound impossible, but for some reason, I just think San Antonio's going to pull it out. I don't know. Maybe Golden State, you know, Draymond pisses the wrong guy off this time or gets suspended again or something goofy will happen. I just, for some reason, I just feel like San Antonio is like nothing to win this series. Yeah, honestly, the only people that I think can beat the Warriors is themselves. So if you've got Draymond barking at Durant because Durant wants to go ISO when the game gets tight, like that, those are the things that worry me a little bit about Golden State. But again, like just the character of Steph, of Clay, of 
of Durant. Like, I just don't think they'll let those things happen. You know, the, the games, you know, the moments of the game where it gets tight and you stop running your offense and you start settling for shots and isos, I just think those are the game, the moments that they're going to be able to power through time and time again. I don't think really they're going to be put in too many pressure situations. I think their roster is like starting up every game 10 nothing, And when you have that, it's just every other team is playing at a deficit, in my opinion. Yeah, but and especially uh, if, if someone does somehow upset them, you'll be so mentally drained at that point. Like, there's no way you'll have a chance in the finals. All right, I want one, I got one, one more take from Dylan. So, obviously, you guys both took the Cavs. Trav made a pretty bold claim, said – LeBron wins the championship this year over the Spurs, signifying he's the best ever, Dylan. I think it would be a lot greater for his legacy if he was able to take down this Warriors team. So uh, is that the same claim, being a Chicago kid growing up? Are you going to take LeBron as the best player of all time if he's able to seal the deal this year? Yeah, LeBron gets another one. He's the best of all time. But people don't I, – I can't stand when people who are born in 91 say they appreciate Jordan because I watch pretty much every game. And you don't, no one remembers at this age. He is the best that we've ever seen, in my opinion. He is the greatest of all time. I know they'll probably lose some viewers over that, but he's the best of all time. Jordan made a couple of sneakers. He was absolutely dominant, but it wasn't in our era. Wow. Okay. So, so confidence over LeBron. I like it. And that's probably a whole other pod that we could do on that subject. But yeah, it's fair to say if he's able to get another championship oh. this year, he's definitely putting himself up there. All right. Well, that does it for our uh, playoff picks. Obviously, we all went in slightly different directions with who we had winning. It'll be fun to see as the playoffs start to play out who was the, uh, the most accurate. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this episode, but we'll keep coming back to you with more pods as the playoffs roll along.